0: Welcome back to the Lash Base Podcast. Today is episode number 16 and we have asked for your opinions on what you want to hear and this was definitely by far the most requested episode. It is all about lash retention, what makes good lash retention and what makes terrible lash retention. Right, let's get started. Here we are then. We are in the new year. And for those eagle-eyed, eagle is it eagle-eyed Amy, eagle-eared listeners. I've made it up. <laughs> okay, I've made that one up. For the eagle-eared listeners, <laughs> you may notice what a terrible start. Yeah. You may have noticed that we are probably two weeks behind. We have managed, 15 weeks in a row, we managed to release one episode every single week. And because of the way that the timings fell with the new year and Christmas break. We have unfortunately missed our weekly slot. So you have been waiting two weeks for this one. So we're sorry, but we thought we'd bring you a good one and tell you all about lash retention. So what we want to do, I don't know if anybody follows me on Instagram. A while ago, I think it was probably around about 20... There it is, Instagram, 27th of December. I posted a post called the Retention Busting Comment Train. And the reason I wanted to do this was because... There are well, we get it all the time. There are hundreds and hundreds of reasons as to why lashes won't last. And now whenever we get asked questions on either people phone up or email or across on Instagram or Facebook or any, any way we get asked questions, it's almost impossible to try and diagnose why someone is getting bad lash retention through a couple of sentences, because there are so many variables, there are so many reasons. And there are even things that could be happening that you are completely unaware of and that are completely out of your control. Um, and most of the time, what people want to do is they try and pick on like the the most obvious reasons for for retention. And for a start, they always say it must be the adhesive. But we want to talk through several reasons. Whilst one, it might be the adhesive that's not right for you. A lot of the time, there are lots of other reasons. So we're going to go into those reasons and maybe go into a little more detail about some um, and then When we post this up, we'll open up the conversation, as always, on our Team Lash Base Facebook group so we can uh, answer any more questions if you want us to sort of elaborate a little bit more on something that we've said. So we're going to start. I'll probably pass you across to Amy now because, again, I've been talking a little bit too long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll pass you across to Amy and we'll start with some of the more obvious lash retention issues.
1: Hello everyone and yes, welcome back to episode 16 and happy new year. Um we are talking about retention. So I think what we're gonna do um, is break it down into three parts. First of all, we're gonna talk about how clients affect retention, so aftercare um, and such like. Then we're gonna go through and talk about the product, I think, next, um, and then finally we'll talk about how you as a lash artist can affect retention. Um, so yeah, they're the three things that we're gonna talk about. and um, we'll break it down. And first off, like I said, is gonna be um talking about
0: those pesky clients. clients. Yeah, yep. how it's how it's all their fault, isn't it? Definitely.
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's talk about clients.
0: Okay, so let's go through this. I'm gonna talk first and then we'll just see where this takes us, Amy. Okay. So I think. Some of these are quite straightforward, and some of them might take a little explaining. So and the big one, Jamie's
1: big better at explaining. <laughs> so we'll leave the, no, the more. I'm better
0: at just talking ones. for longer. <laughs> Sometimes, if you listen to me, you notice I talk for a long time and don't really say much. So or yeah. repeat yourself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first one and the big one for when it's when you can. Uh, nest, I wouldn't say point the finger at the client because nobody wants to be blamed. A client doesn't like to be blamed for it. That's not going to be a way, and that's a customer service rate. That is for another episode. However, one of the reasons that a client can affect retention definitely, I think, is all to do with the aftercare. Definitely. So I think when a client is with you, you should definitely explain the importance of good aftercare and how to wash your lashes. That it's okay to wash your lashes because It's funny, I think I was speaking to someone the other day. They've been having their lashes done for a long time. Mm. And they said to me, Jamie, I've seen on the Lash base website and on your Instagram, you've been talking about a lash cleanser. I didn't think you could wash your lashes.
1: Yeah, it's quite old school, not. Yeah, yeah, it?
0: it is. So I think as long as when they're with you, you explain the importance of looking after your lashes and how you should wash them and why you should wash them, then that aftercare side of things, Oh, to be, hang on, let's be honest, I also know other people that definitely are well aware of lash aftercare, yet they will go out, plaster on the load of mascara, Mascara. plaster on a load of mascara, come home late, go to sleep in their mascara, wake up, and they don't even give a second thought to the aftercare of the lashes. So although aftercare and clients being educated in aftercare is 100% in your control, getting them to actually action that, is is another thing so yeah there's definitely needs to be mentioned client's fault is aftercare
1: I think as well Um, after each appointment um you should reiterate that aftercare it shouldn't just be a one-off it's just every appointment that they have with you
0: and in all all fairness if you're talking about aftercare and the importance of aftercare then that's the perfect opportunity to maybe make an extra sale when it comes to retail. retail yeah definitely but the the thing is I always try and put it this way because this is this is true so if a client looks after their lashes if they use correct aftercare their lashes will last longer if a client's lashes last longer they're going to be happier it also means that because they're happier they're going to then more likely recommend you and also come back to you so if they're looking after their lashes the client's happy you're going to get more business you're going to be happy because they're not coming back to you with terrible dirty lashes And then everybody wins. So yeah, aftercare. And I think I've already touched on it with the mascara, but I'd say another reason for poor lash retention has got to be the amount of makeup. Um I've seen a few companies do sell uh lash companies do sell like uh lash extension safe makeup, which is completely fine. But then you've got the clients that that don't use that. They think, well, if I can buy and use a lash extension safe after uh sorry makeup product yeah then they're going to end up going to buy some other things i think the safest thing is if you can provide lashes that are what the client the, the type of lashes that the client wants then they're unlikely going to need what well, unlikely to need makeup but on the other side of that just a little plug for you here if they cheap <laughs> no i'm gonna say it yeah I think so. if they if they happen to wear say eye makeup and they've got it on, then again, it's a great one uh, if you don't know about it already, and that is to use Finalize, which is like a makeup remover on a mascara wand, which you can brush through to remove excess, which then will help improve yeah, retention We've as actually well. had amazing feedback on that. Oh, it's been brilliant, yeah. Yeah, really,
1: really good That's feedback. It's been really
0: good. So, yeah, after and makeup, and then there's one where you might have noticed a few clients like this. I know for a fact I've been told that this is me, If they're naturally oily, Mm -hmm. so once once cured, all lash adhesive is oil resistant, um, and it isn't necessarily broken down by oil. But with clients uh, and have naturally oily skin or oily lashes, it can affect the quality of the bond um, with the lash and the lash extension. So again, if you've got a client with naturally oily lashes and skin, making sure that you give it a good cleanse prior to starting and also then there are things like primers that take the oils away from the lashes and stuff like that so sometimes if a client is naturally oily then you're going to have to make sure that you do a good job but this one's kind of I say it's the this one's the client's fault being naturally oily it's not really their fault but
1: there's ways around it isn't there yeah
0: yeah and I think I guess if you're keeping an eye out for it when they're lying down in front of you you can tell and if you've got the right products to deal with it it shouldn't be an issue.
1: Um, and another reason for people to have oily um, lashes or oily skin that cause um, retention issues is medication as well. Some people take vitamins, which can cause, I think it's vitamin C, um, which can actually cause. Which um, a lot of people will which, take. Yeah, 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 loads of people take it, um, which can actually increase the secretion of sebum onto the lashes. Um, Tara Fisher's has just written a really good book blog and it's live on our website now so you can have a read through of that but medication and medical conditions can actually affect um retention
0: yeah definitely well the the thing is as well if you're taking um medication that will often affect hormones yeah and then hormones any changes in um, hormones can then also affect the strength and growth of your natural lashes which will then affect lash retention so it's always worth speaking to them when you uh
1: do like a thorough consultation beforehand
0: yeah and I think to be honest when you have uh hair your haircut and stuff they do a good a good 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 hairdresser and a good lash artist should every time before they start how are you anything goes there anything I need to know about have you changed any medication have you um try and figure out if there could be anything because even something like Pregnancy yep. pregnancy affects your hormones that could then affect lash retention. Um, and this, sorry.
1: yeah, I was going to just say actually, it's funny in the blog that Tara's written, it does say there that she's known people to be pregnant and kind of they've not even known yeah. that they're pregnant yet, but she's kind of sussed it from the, their lashes.
0: Bad lash retention equals yeah. pregnant. Is that what you're saying? Well, maybe, I don't know. Okay, so they're the, they're with, from the client's point of view, some of the problems. Um, that you should be aware of, and you can hopefully try and manage. There is something that you can't manage with clients; that is their fault. And you can—I've seen pictures of this, and you can tell the difference. So, um, a piece of advice for you. And I always say to the the staff in our front office. Uh, so, yeah, apologies if you start getting asked questions from us, uh, the staff, on your email in Lashbase. But we always, always need pictures of what's going on. So when your client says I've got bad lash retention they've all fallen out this has happened or that's happened you uh, politely you really do need to ask for pictures if they can then send you a picture of their lashes then the next thing that you might spot, because you can spot this, is that they've actually been picking or pulling at their lashes. Yep. I don't know. it's be interesting to know when, it, when you're listening to this. Let us know if you have clients that do actually pick their lashes. Some people might even do it without realising, yeah. but this is the reason... Some
1: people do it in their sleep as well, I've heard.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if, if you get anyone saying they have bad retention, first things first, for your records as well and for your education, just to understand what's going on, try and get them to send pictures... Uh, is sometimes it's a bit of a sore subject because they're upset that they've lost their lashes however for you to do your job correctly you do need to be able to see what's going on and if they can't come into you so you can examine what's happening then pictures clear pictures are the next best thing and something else sort of before we move on to sort of talking about why how the product can affect retention this one i didn't know whether this one technically classes as a client's issue or if it's a lash artist's issue but i've put it in here uh because it's, it's something you can manage but at the same time I, I guess technically a client problem and that is unreal expectations it's crazy how we've seen it before someone has had their lashes done and then four weeks later message to say i'm um, these haven't lasted, they're not very good. And that was because the client didn't know and doesn't understand about lash growth and lash retention and how how it all works. So why on earth would they realize that these weren't supposed to last the way they did? It's just so Mm -hmm. happened that they had shed like normal. So I think, again... It's all the great time. You've got a client lying there in front of you when you're doing lashes for maybe one hour, could be two hours, could even be up to like four hours. You have a lot of time to have discussions about these sort of things that can hopefully manage how they look after their lashes and then also manage their expectations. Because if they've got like weak, flimsy yeah. lashes and you know that and, they, and you can explain to them why lashes last why they don't last and you can explain how long lashes can it be expect to last and how to look after them um and then even things as simple as like don't sleep on your face <laughs> because
1: sometimes it's hard but if if the client's aware that they do sleep on their face then at least they know that that could be that it. could be a cause of the retention do you issue. know what
0: i've got to say i definitely i obviously don't have lashes done but right. if i have my lash i sleep definitely with my like one at least one face one one face one eye in the pillow so yeah that can be a hard one to try and another
1: another little plug we've got um, some (laughs) masks that you can sell to your this uh,
0: this episode is all about celebration
1: (laughs) but yeah you it's advisable to tell your clients about sleeping on your face
0: yeah so those are we've probably talked for about 10 minutes now on Reasons that it can be the client's, I hate to use the word fault because we don't want to try and blame anyone, but reasons that the client can affect the retention of lashes. So again, as you've probably noticed, it's all about aftercare and education for both the um, client and for the lash artist. So there are all the client reasons. We will now move on to talk about the products themselves. Now, the first thing we're not going to talk about is how products can be faulty. Because if you know me, you know my feelings on like faulty lash adhesive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. It depends on if you're buying from someone that mm-hmm. doesn't have a good reputation and all they're doing is buying it in from China for cheap and then putting a high price on it and selling it to you. Um, which obviously lots there are lots of companies that do that do do that it it is potential that you could have a faulty lash adhesive but if you're buying from a company that their adhesive is uh, made in the UK it's made under a strict compliance and regulate and the, the the way it's manufactured and the way it's made is under mm-hmm. such str- strict rules that it I've said it before is as Likely or unlikely, as your shampoo you buy from boots being mm-hmm. faulty. And how often have you bought a shampoo from
1: Never?
0: Well, exactly. So <laughs> I would never wanna say never. No. But, but it I have is... never bought a shampoo yeah. that's faulty. No, no, <laughs> so it depends on where you're buying your lash adhesive from. But if I wanna hand on heart talk about lash base mm-hmm. adhesive. This is not a part of talking about how lash adhesive can be faulty because it just isn't possible. Lash adhesive in today's day and age, in our where we are in our industry, that it is very fickle, very, very fickle. People used to say, yeah, but I've been lashing for ten years and this didn't happen before. But the thing is, if if anyone's listening and they've been lashing say ten years, maybe even six years plus, think about what the adhesive used to be like. It used to be all one thickness all really 10 hours to dry yeah it it was thick it was smelly it was horrible and that's why it wasn't very temperamental because it was it just worked in in any environment because it was just like that Mm -hmm. whereas now they're such like elite performance adhesives that they are they need to be in like the optimal conditions for them to last and for them to work if it's anything outside of that then they don't and I'm not even just talking about the conditions of your room you could like i know a lot of the time now we fixate on humidity and temperature and whilst that's so important the environment you're in um it's as you can be as picky as over by your window, the temperature and humidity will be different to the area right by where your lash adhesive is. So we we pick on humidity and temperature quite a lot, but that's really, really hard to judge exactly. And there is a little bit of swing that you get in it. Only I'd, I'd say experience um, and well, probably experience is where you'll get to know your adhesive, yeah. you'll get to know your environment. But what we want to talk about is the other things, because even down to the temperature of the adhesive, it doesn't matter if you've, if your adhesive have been in your car and your bag or outside or, or anywhere overnight or, or any period of time, or even somewhere near somewhere like a hot radiator, the actual adhesive inside that bottle might be the wrong temperature. So it doesn't matter what your environment is like, the temperature of the adhesive may be slightly off. And therefore the, the way it works and the retention will completely change so yeah that's a long way of saying we're going to talk about the products <laughs> now and how your products can affect lash retention
1: so i think we'll start off talking about adhesive um so yeah let's let's get going on adhesive i think jamie can start off on
0: yeah well i've touched on the like the humidity the temperature of of your environment and of the the actual adhesive itself so this is something that i i think just because i don't want to waste anybody's time that's listening to this because i feel like this could be quite a long episode because we do have a lot to go through if you want any more information on how humidity and temperature works and affects your adhesive because this is something that um, is taught in most trainings now or should be at least uh if you want to ask more questions join us in team lash base and ask the questions
1: And i think there's we've written quite a few blogs on it Uh, as well so we can add the links to the blogs on the post in in team space as well
0: yeah so i think if we talk about some of the other reasons that glue because when it comes to like uh, retention and talking about products obviously your adhesive is a massive one so we'll talk about the adhesive and then we'll talk about the other reasons that that could be your products okay so i would like to start off by saying if you have too much or too little adhesive then your bond and retention will be affected 100%. Mm-hmm. If you're making it like a big old fat sandwich, and that's what they say, don't they? You shouldn't. It's like if you fill it and you've got at least like a mill of lash adhesive between the yeah. lash and the lash extension, then it's not going to be a proper bond. Likewise, if you're having way too little and the point of contact doesn't, have a decent um level the right amount sorry of lash adhesive then your bond's going to be affected so yeah too much what we wanted to try and do sorry just to go sidetrack slightly with this episode is just try and show you the the sheer number of reasons as to why lash lashes won't last and why you could suffer from bad retention from time to time the good thing is it's not a good thing but everyone everyone at some point in their career has an issue with retention everyone will have clients where their lashes just won't last. And the thing is, what we do, and this is a complete normal human trait, what we want to do is we want to pick on the obvious and an easy answer. Humans want easy answers. So, what we do when we have a problem is we look at the very straightforward stuff. But what we want to talk through are some of the very small things that maybe alone wouldn't necessarily cause the worst retention. But if you're doing this and other things, then yeah, definitely lashes are not going to last. So, yeah, too much or too little glue for me, anyway, definitely is quite a big one.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and, Another one, just thinking of that, is, you know, the little blob that you put, whether it's on a jade stone or other, um, what they called? Um, product tool. Product, <laughs> product palette. tool, palette, that's <laughs> what I'm looking for. Um, if you don't refresh your blob um, enough, then that can cause me- me- well, mega issues, really. Um, but what we would say is just do a little bit and often if yeah, little a and problem. often
0: because otherwise as soon as you put that blob out, uh, the lash adhesive will still starts to cure sure, from yeah. yeah. So when you're dipping it in there, you're you're yeah. So sorry, go on. I was
1: just gonna say if you do have problems with your humidity, you might notice as well your blob um curing quicker. Um gets a bit stringy, doesn't it, sometimes when you've got too much humidity and well, that's a good thing, actually. This
0: is—I I was going to save this for a little later on when we're talking about products, because we're talking specifically about the glue. But I'll talk about this bit now. And with lash adhesive, so say so you right now, and I've already touched on like how fickle lash adhesive, this like elite performance lash adhesive, is nowadays. We're going through a phase where it actually really does matter what you put your lash adhesive on oh, yeah, of course. hence why like for example again not to keep pl- plugging lash based products but the reason is w- the reason we can do this is because we know there are certain issues and problems that lash artists come up with w- it is our job to try and find solutions yeah. to help clients uh, sorry to help lash artists um and well, with their and, lash the, and, then, and then clients, their clients yeah <laughs> so You put your your glue blob and you could put it on, like Amy said, a jade stone. You could put it on a lash palette. You could put it on a glass palette. You could put it in a glue ring. Uh, There are some, I can't speak for like some of the adhesives where they say, don't put it on this, don't put it on that because it affects it. I don't know the makeup of those adhesives, if you know what I'm referring to. However, I can talk to you about sort of like our, our lash adhesives and then the standard lash adhesives that are around at the moment. And so... What people I've seen doing, like your lash retention and the performance of your lash adhesive can be affected by something as small as, for example, if you're buying a jade stone and you use a jade stone, if that's old or if it's poor quality or like say you've washed it so much, you may have taken maybe the protective layer off of the jade stone itself and revealed that it is not in fact a jade stone because I think real... Jade would be a lot more expensive, wouldn't it? Yeah, these things. So definitely. if it's just a poor quality piece of like a product, it can actually be or glass. It can actually be slightly alkaline itself, and out and that will then affect how quickly your adhesive then starts to yeah, dry. it's
1: Crazy. Like it's something you taught me just like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So if you this.
0: so if you don't if if you have no idea, you're just there and you're putting your glue your glue blob down and you put it there and you've put it on a glass palette or or a jade stone or something then notice it starts drying a bit different or very quick. You start thinking, well, my temperature's fine, my humidity's fine, Uh but uh, you never think, well, it could be what I'm putting the product on. But nowadays, that actually does have a massive difference. Um, And on that subject as well, wherever you put your glue blob down, we found recently that a lot of people, because everyone's got like either like, um, I know the glam cores with the arms or ring lights, Mm -hmm. the lighting can produce heat. And the lighting can be quite close to where that glue blob is, which then creates almost like a mini oven just above your lash adhesive, which of course is going to dry out. Um, And then another little one, which I found out, is um, what a lot of people do is they have their jade stone, they then get a bit of micropore tape. They'll put the micropore tape across the jade stone, and then they'll put their glue blob on the micropore tape. Now, the reason why this can, not always, but can affect lash adhesive is because the... The, the micropore itself could be slightly acidic, Yeah. and then when you put in your adhesive on that, that will then affect how it works. Also, just the, the, such a such a small thing, that could happen. The simple process of putting, like, how do you put your micropore on a jade stone? You run your thumb across it, don't you, or your finger, to make sure that it is stuck to that jade stone. So, what you may have done there is the oils from your thumb or your finger you have then transferred onto the, the micropore tape. So then when you put the blob of adhesive onto the micropore tape, the oils that are on there will then affect the lash adhesive. So again, I'm talking about a standard adhesives. I don't actually know too much about the adhesives that claim to be oil-proof. I cannot confirm nor deny <laughs> that that is true or false. And honestly, I would not want to stir anything up with that. Um, However, it's just crazy to think that your jade stone could be the problem. Your microbore tape, any of your tapes, your glue ring, your plastic, your lighting, any of that affects the adhesive. And if your adhesive then gets affected, your retention then gets affected. So I was going to save that for a little bit when we talked about the other types of products that can affect it. But I think that fit quite nicely with the lash adhesive. Um, And then again, me and Amy were talking about this. This could have been either like my um fault or not my fault sorry it could be we didn't know whether this one was going to be should we say this is lash artist related or should we say that this is product related and that is if your adhesive is setting too fast or too slow because if for your technique and for your speed and for how you isolate and for how you pick up and for how you do anything you need an adhesive that is the exact speed that you require. So now you can get adhesives that are 0.2 second drying time. Um, I don't know how you can be that quick, to be honest. <laughs> I never, I've never, i never tried one. Uh, however, can you imagine having to go from dip to application in 0.2 seconds? Yeah. I would definitely blind a client with my tweezers. <laughs> Try to be that quick. The lash
1: base race. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you'd have 0.5 seconds, one second, two second. Again, Even though your adhesive on the bottle might say it's a one-second adhesive, because of everything we've already just talked about, that may be a 0.7-second adhesive. It may be a 1.2-second adhesive. If you're not as quick as you want to be, or if you've just recently changed adhesive from a faster to a slower or a slower to a faster, and you don't even realize the speed in which it is drying or curing, then... That can affect the retention. If you're too quick, it will have start started to cure and dry before you've applied the lash. The bond won't be strong. It'll be brittle, and you'll notice when you start brushing, you'll get it all pinging off, you get all the brush-offs. So too fast or too slow adhesive. Again, that's quite a straightforward one, but it's something that you do need to understand because the speed of your adhesive, especially with the adhesives in today's world and market, um, can be seriously affected by all, all manner of external factors. So... Yeah. I think,
1: and also, you're again to go back to temperature and humidity, but that can affect the speed of the curing process as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, straightforward. Like I said, all of these we're hap- happy to elaborate on if you just try and open up the conversation, in the Team mm-hmm. Lash based group, and we'll try and provide as many links to the blogs that we've written on this one, and, and and yeah, and hopefully it can help educate you because the thing is, if if everybody knows everything, then there will actually be a lot of people with a lot less retention issues. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, One of the ones actually uh, I want to talk about before we move on to like the other liquids and stuff, Amy, is the if you're not shaking your adhesive enough. Oh, yeah. So. Everyone knows you should shake your adhesive. The funny thing is, the 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 sort of the rules are you should vigorously shake your adhesive for something like is it like two minutes or two to three no, minutes? No, it's yeah. a long time. And I've actually timed this. Someone whoever's listening, I think
1: you've got a post on it, haven't you? If you just oh, like God, shake that. Yeah. <laughs> <That> was <laughs> ridiculous.
0: So a- anyone listening, to this try this. Get a timer on your phone. Start the timer. Hold your adhesive and vigorously shake it. I promise you, within twenty seconds. You'll feel like you've had a workout yeah. at the gym, and you'd feel and you'd feel <laughs> you'd feel absolutely stupid from doing it. But the thing is, your lash adhesive does need a really good shake. A way to tell if your adhesive isn't shaken enough is the color of it. Yeah. So if you're pouring your adhesive out and it's supposed to be black and it's either grey clear. clear with speckled in, or yeah. anything then it's not shaken enough so obviously again just to, as we're doing this all through the episode plug here if you need buy yourself a shaker yeah. whether that's one of those handheld ones or a lash base shaker or anything like that buy a shaker because it does the job for you Un-
1: unless you want massive
0: arms unless yeah or unless you already have massive arms yeah. and you want a yeah new year's resolution yeah you can shake it however <laughs>
1: So that that would be Jamie now. For I mean, days. I'm gonna go. That
0: would be my workout now. I'm gonna go and shake some adhesive. But what's interesting is, uh, and this one has happened before, so be careful with this. If you use, don't shake your adhesive correctly, and then you use it, and it's coming out a little grey or a little speckly, and you but you use it anyway. What you'll find is it actually does work okay because the main ingredient, the cyanoacrylate, yeah. is still there. But what actually happens is once you've got through that section of your bottle and then you start pouring it out and the adhesive is nice and jet black after that you'll notice all of a sudden it won't be working very well but you'll think well i've obviously shaken it fine because it's black but what actually happens is you've already used all of the the strong cyanoracolate in the adhesive and you're actually just pouring out that black Carbon. carbon coloring yeah so it's so important to make sure you shake your adhesive Every time you use it, make sure you put in the lid on it after you've used it, because there's another one that's if your adhesive is out of date. Once you open your adhesive for the first time, oxygen gets to it every single time. If you lash every day or even part time, once you open that bottle and every time you pour a new blob out, you're letting more oxygen into the bottle, which will then start to affect the adhesive so
1: a good tip as well for that is pop the date on it as soon as you yeah. open that fresh adhesive pop the date on that the date that you opened it um, and then you'll know for future because when we say um you should be replacing bottles every six weeks really unless mm. you're not using it very often but if you're using it daily and open it daily or twice three four times a day then you should be replacing it yeah. although you should be using it all up in six if weeks you're if you're using, using it that, that quick, much yeah, yeah.
0: But it's always hard because you can say how long once opened should this last. But it's how long is a piece of string because we don't know how often you open it. We don't know how much you're using. It depends. You can use different amounts per set. Uh, So that's another one that's that's adhesive related that definitely has it. Um, But there was another one we were talking about uh, and we talk about this quite a lot. Um, in the office here and that is the other liquids that you're using whether that's prep or post um or pre or post sorry that can affect retention so yeah it
1: can be anything like um primers um it can be something that you apply afterwards to speed up the curing time and yeah, um, all sorts of, of products really isn't there
0: well there is if you go with we'll, we'll start with like a primer, a primer or something uh, sorry glue accelerator that's okay, a good one yeah so if you're using a primer or a glue accelerator or something similar to that, and the idea is you're supposed to um, put a like a line of it or, a, yeah, like the, the stuff that makes the perfect fans. Perfect, perfect fans fan stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you put the line across the strip of lashes, so there you go, you've actually put a product. What the product actually does is it helps the curing process or it stops the adhesive traveling up the lash. But when you're picking that up and then you dip that into the adhesive, what you're actually doing is dipping... It may be a very minute amount, but you're dipping the product into the adhesive blob itself, which will then activate the adhesive blob and make that. So people are saying, "Oh, but my adhesive blob is drying so much quicker than usual." It may be that you're using a a prep product and you're putting it into that adhesive blob, which is then making it start to cure quicker than it should do. So that's one thing that you definitely would affect retention and the way your adhesive behaves, but. Another thing is, and this has happened, where, funnily enough, when we first started selling Lash Base Purified, probably three, maybe four years ago, I think it was quite a while ago, um, we sold it as a pre-application lash cleanse. So people would use it, but what was happening was people were not making sure that the lashes were completely dry before starting application. Yeah, or and,
1: even residue removed.
0: Yeah, so it was still had residue on the natural lashes so that when people started to do the lashing, the lashes weren't lasting. So after that, this happened probably within about three months of us launching purified because lash cleansing was completely new back then. We were like one of the first with a cleanser and what we ended up doing because we were a bit unsure ourselves because it was so new. We turned it and said, look, okay, this is a retail product. We actually took it off the website, but added it only to the retail section and said, okay, sell this to the clients. They can clean their lashes afterwards, which obviously they can. Um and it's only been within the last year or so that we have now added the the cleansers into the the pre application products because that's what it is. But the thing is you've got to make sure that there is they're completely dry, it's com- yeah. it's um yeah, there's no residue because that will the the pre-products can affect retention, whether that's you putting it into your glue blob or whether that's on the actual client's lashes the pre-stuff can 100% affect retention um and here's another one actually the post so afterwards yeah after you've done lashes there are now I feel like an old I feel like an old person <laughs> here and I'm like what happened to the old days when all you did was glue it on and leave it and that yeah. was it but now and they, they exist for brilliant reasons but there are lots of products that you use post application which can work wonders they they can be brilliant they can
1: be brilliant but sometimes I think some people buy products because they're the latest thing and actually do do they need it I mean we get a lot of people saying that they've used products and it's affected retention but when you question them you kind of ask the reason why they've they've used it in the first place they can't tell you and it is purely because they want to be one of the first to use it and I often say if it's not broke don't fix it
0: yeah 100 percent I think that's got to be the biggest killer for us when we say we say to them, "Were you having bad retention before?" Oh no, no. no I just want to, well, why are you using it then? Because yeah. you've used people will either put too much of the product on, they'll or they'll use it incorrectly, yeah. which will affect retention. Or, or so. the
1: client just doesn't need it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. and then saying that, I know we've spent this whole episode telling people to buy lash based products, but that's that's the thing. You're you've probably spent a lot of money on that product when your client might not need it. Mm -hmm. obviously some clients might need it but that's your experience that will tell you what what you should do but it's just definitely something that you should pay attention to because it might not even be your glue it might be some of the other products you're using um, obviously, it could be the client, um, or it could be the the last bit that we want to talk about. If you're still listening and you're still with us, because we know this is a long episode. Hopefully, I really hope this has provided a bit of value for you. If um, and I always like to do this as a bit of a test. So, if you are still listening, listen right now. <laughs> I think
1: we're like 30 minutes in, maybe.
0: Uh, it's quite yeah, quite long. If you are still listening, you are still engaged and still interested. Can you do me a huge favour, please? Can you? either screenshot what you're listening to or take a picture of where you are actually. That'd be quite cool. See where yeah, people are. Good. Take a picture of where you are right now. Um, and then tag us on Instagram at Base underscore Jamie and underscore Amy and Lashbase if you want. Um, and let us know that you're still listening you're enjoying the episode and where you are. Be interested in you at the gym, in the car, at home. So yeah, anyway, that's that plug. So yeah, can you do that? But that moves on to the last bit we want to talk about. And now this is in no way, section of the podcast that we are here to bash blame. or blame yeah. or anything because that is one thing we know clients hate being blamed we lash base hate being blamed yeah obviously the lash artist hates Always. being blamed so we're going to try and be as sensitive as we can however we do want to try and be as straight as we can Yeah, I'm very honest. so we're not pointing fingers but we want to give you a few hints tips and advice on how lash retention can be down to the lash artist so first of all, I think the main reason that it can be, if you want to say the finger pointed at the lash artist for poor retention is it all to do with education. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of points to do with edu- uh, the education and the education side of what causes bad retention. And the thing is, in the industry right now, we're one of the fastest growing sectors of the beauty industry. It's amazing. It's great. There's loads of new lash artists every single day. And most people listening to this, like I said, probably only been lashing maybe one year, two year, some, some even less than that, and. I've got to say that foundation education. So your first course that you take, it is absolutely impossible for you to know everything. So everything we've just spoken about and mentioned, there is no way that that could be put into a beginner's course.
1: Which are most most of them are like a day.
0: Yeah. So, so if you're if you're having a course, that's a day. They've got to go through everything with you, or even two days. You cannot. And remember, if you're brand new to this. Of, you're not going to remember, or no, that's it's not like going to information sink in.
1: overload, isn't yeah. it? If you you hear all this, it might scare you off as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I think when it comes to education and what you can do to improve lash retention is to understand that you are never finished learning. The industry is evolving so quickly. So if you took a course a year ago, it's highly likely that there is more information and new information out there right now yep. that will mean that will affect everything that you do so i think if you've only taken your one beginner's course and you've qualified firstly congratulations that is not easy courses well no. if you've taken a, a, a reputable course it's yeah. not easy to pass um so well done for passing however one piece of advice from me would be remember that you are never finished learning when it comes to lashes if you're passionate about what you're doing and want this as a career and a long term then always look for more education. So, for example, in fact, because we're probably about forty minutes into this, if you're already you're still listening now, you've have chosen to educate yeah. yourself. Don't get me wrong; everything we've just said that isn't that's not enough. There's so much more to there it than loads. that. So, as to say, what's the lash artist's fault? In fact, every probably everything that we've just mentioned to do with the client's fault, the products' fault can all be pointed at the lash artist, can't, can't it. it? I don't I don't mean We're that. I really, no, no, no. Fingers. I really don't mean that in a bad way. I really don't. However, your client understanding aftercare that's on you
1: yep understanding it? your adhesive
0: your, your surroundings your environment your environment everything. how to use the yeah. products what to do but there's one thing that you can't well you can control but there's one thing that is not going to be necessarily your fault but then it does class as a lash artist's issue and that is your experience mm-hmm. when you're brand new I've, I think I've already said this you will get clients with bad retention you will. It's going to happen. It'll happen multiple times in your career, and it is up to you and your experience to learn and try and figure out what it is that has happened
1: yeah and we're we're always on hunt as well if you're struggling um or need some further help with education or anything like that we're always on hand to help you um
0: oh I love trying to figure out retention. Yeah. if you want to have a conversation with me and you want and you're prepared to have a lot of back and forth as yeah. in lots of questions and lots of honesty then definitely get in touch 100% I love I love it when well firstly I hate it when somebody messages and says I've had a client with bad retention. My humidity and temperature is perfect. So it's, I'm unhappy with the glue. What are you going to do about and it? And believe
1: it or not, we get that a lot.
0: Oh, every day. Yeah, yeah. we get it every and it day. And it's so
1: difficult to, well, have this thought, what were we, 40 minutes in?
0: Yeah. What were, over, yeah.
1: Over a message.
0: Yeah, so this 40 minutes you've just listened to is how we would like to try and have a back and forth talking with someone to try and figure out what it is because like it's I said it's just
1: not possible it's so difficult you, tr-
0: you try and think about the obvious ones you try and think about the reasons but you'd be surprised at all of a sudden if if you realize oh hang on a second I should have just asked yes my client is on medication or yeah you're right I have been sitting I don't, I don't know there's, yeah. there's like we, I said hundreds. what we
1: do is often try and explain the differences but obviously the, it's not possible to write everything down in a message but um we often share a lot of blogs because it is really good to have a read through of the blogs that we've had um published in the past because it, it does detail yeah, quite a
0: lot it just goes back to the education if yeah. you've if you're passionate and interested in what you do then these should be quite quite fun not fun yeah. to read really say it's not fun no, but it'd be, it'd be nice to read to yeah. learn but like for example we try I, to make them fun Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah, we but don't, the don't want to bore you. <laughs> so if you can focus on your education and understand you need to learn, and if you also then understand if you're new, you're going to have problems, it's going to happen throughout your career, and you will only learn as you go. But there is one way that helps you learn as you go, and this is one of the big problems. Oh, sorry, two seconds. We're getting a phone call in the office. Oh, it's gone. So I'll t- tell you what, we won't start again. We'll just carry, carry on, on and... <laughs> And yeah, so sorry, as I was saying, I was on my track then. There is one thing you can do and that helps. It will help with your experience as well and it will help with your education. And that is... You need to be open to taking responsibility for what's going on. So like I said, the worst the worst thing, and again, this is actually completely normal. More people are this way than not, and that is to want to be able to blame something or someone else for what's happened. It's never nice to have to say, this is my fault, or this is something I have done, or understanding what's happened. You want to just take the easy option and say, right, this is someone else's fault. It must be this. It must be that can i just say that all lash companies nobody or, or everyone selling lash products all brands i'm not going to name any names but all brands selling lash products they do really believe that their products are very good they they have customers um they have some have hundreds some have thousands of customers and I can assure you nobody is selling rubbish on purpose or trash if you're an American. No one is selling. Why
1: would you? Yeah. Why would you affect your business?
0: When we get messages of people saying, oh, your adhesive just is, is rubbish, not fit for purpose, doesn't do the job, then for us, we think, but we're not, we know it is, we know we have customers that are happy with it. So there must be another reason. And if you come at it with that sort of attitude, it's really hard to try and work with you and try and understand what it is that's happened. So if you can take responsibility, so if you think, right, okay, bad retention, what could have caused this? Like I said, I've I've mentioned it previously in this episode, it isn't the adhesive's fault. It's not faulty. Um, Again, Not just the
1: adhesive, like other products. Other products,
0: yeah, products couldn't cause problems. So if you can say, right, how what have I done with the products? What has the client done? Have I asked all the right questions to the client? How have I applied the lashes? What's the environment like? What's just you know, go through everything, as in everything we've already mentioned. We probably picked up on about 40. And yeah. like I um, said, there's about 200, 300 different other reasons we haven't yeah. mentioned.
1: And it could, like Jamie mentioned earlier as well, it could be a multiple of different little things that yeah. has caused it. Yeah. So it might not just be the one thing. If it was just the one thing, it would be easier to di- like diagnose. But if it's a multiple of little things, yeah. it might be a little bit difficult.
0: Yeah, and that, again, only comes from experience. But if you, when this happens try and always take the emotion out of it You're, so think about it this way your client has paid you money they they leave with lashes hopefully and they then call you the next day or two days later and say all their lashes have fallen out obviously that person is now out of they've, they've out of pocket and they have no lashes so they are probably in a high emotional state they're not very happy so your job is to take a step back take all of the emotion out of it and work with that um, client so work with them make them understand because as much as I've just told you that we believe in our products and of course we wouldn't knowingly sell rubbish it's the same for you and your client you would not knowingly do a bad job for your client so you need to make sure that you can work with your client make them understand that if you can um, hopefully try and calm the situation down and work with them and figure out what it possibly could be that has caused a bad retention. Because like Amy's just said, there is, there are loads of reasons. Sometimes it's like, there could be five very small things that have caused it. Sometimes there's one obvious one, but you can only figure that out with your client. If you can have a conversation with them, if you can see evidence, get pictures and videos, and then if you can ask them questions and if they answer you, because if they're, and again, the only experience I can currently talk about is when we speak with our customers about products. If they, if, if a customer is angry, it's very hard to try and ask questions to get to the bottom of it because if they believe that you're fighting, fighting against them, then you're not going to get anywhere. Whereas if you fight with them to get to the bottom of the problem, then you're more likely to get somewhere. So that would be my advice to try and speak with the client, get them on side and fight with them to figure out what it is that's happened because again rewind this for 45 minutes or however long this has now gone on for and there are hundreds of reasons for bad lash retention um so that'll be it so that i would say amy do you reckon we've given enough information for now yeah. if if you have enjoyed this episode i know i mentioned it before but please share it on instagram tag us we love it when we know people are listening we do get the figures on our stats to see who is or or how many people are listening. Uh, However, it's always good if you could spread the word and we're trying, because we believe this is going to be a good episode. We've missed it for two weeks. We've thought about it and we've hopefully educated and given you a little bit more information. Maybe be interested to know if you found something out that you didn't quite know before, or if it's just sort of reminded you that, God, you're right there are lots of reasons for bad lash retention. Um, and if you can battle that, which unfortunately here's a spoiler, you're going to go through your whole career and um, you will never suss it all because it's going to happen. But if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it. And as always, we will put this up in our team Lash Base Facebook group, which is now over 3000 people. Uh, good fun lots of people talking in there so if you need advice or anything like that post it up in team lash base or join the conversation so i think that's it we've got next week we have um our first ever interview we yeah, have very
1: excited about this yeah, we
0: have our head of training for lash base Ariane, coming in and we're going to interview her and talk about all about training so again if you have any questions that you want to to ask about training we have a very special trainer coming in that we're going to ask. um, Very knowledgeable. Very, very knowledgeable. So we're going to do that. But that's about it. So until next week, have a lovely week. And we're going to try and stick to the one a week. On a Monday. uh, On a Monday. (laughs) And also we're going to start filming these so you'll be able to watch them. Which is scary. Something
1: I said that I'd never do.
0: (laughs) Which you are now going to do. Which
1: One of my goals this year was to say yes to more things and to get out of my comfort zone, which I'm trying hardest. And so Jamie sprung on me that we were filming.
0: And you said yes. And I've said yes. Lovely. Okay, right. So yeah, follow me at Lashbase underscore Jamie on Instagram.
1: And me at Lashbase underscore Amy on Instagram.
0: Thank you. And post and tag about this. But we will see you next week.